Welcome to the Console Monster Podcast. a while since we ran a monster competition and what better time to strike back than now with a Halo 3 competition for you lucky listeners out there. So what's up for grabs, Barry? A life-size Spartan model. Uh, no. Uh, do you want to try that again, Barry? Um, a blow-up Cortana doll. Fascinating. But no, mm. this is a family show, so probably not. Um, a pet grunt. Well, no, but what do we actually have on offer, Barry, that we have confirmed? Ah, oh, you're talking about that. What we have for some of our very lucky listeners and readers is a chance to get on to the up-and-coming, this spring 2007, the Halo 3 beta test for the multiplayer. Well, we have 100 beta codes in our grasp and we are willing to shower these codes down to our lovely listeners and readers via a simple competition. These codes will guarantee you a place in the Halo 3 beta. So, what is the question, Barry? The question is, what is the new Halo 3 vehicle called? Answer A. Mongoose. Answer B. Ferret. Answer C. Stoat. All you need to do is select your answer to the simple question we've just mentioned, fill in a valid email address and gamer tag, click the submit button on our form and cross your fingers. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be one of the 100 lucky winners to get a chance to play the Halo 3 beta. Now isn't that exciting? So make sure you pop over to 360monster.com and click the Halo 3 Monster Beta competition button. How does someone make a year-old video game system more interesting to consumers than the ones that's just launched? Well, you mark it down 66%. That's according to Compete Blog, which has been out for about a year now, but let's talk to the person who made the post Xbox 360 Launch 2.0 now. Here I have with me Max Freertz from the Compete blog, who is the author of the post Xbox 360 Launch 2.0, which details how the Xbox 360 has been doing one year after its launch when the Nintendo Wii and Sony PlayStation 3 have been released. Welcome to the show, Max. Thanks for having me. So maybe you could explain your background in statistics first before we get into your post. Basically, the Pete blog is our chance to sort of show with the public a lot of the really exciting data that we get every day for our marketing clients. Personally, I have a marketing background, um, and basically when, when you join Compete, we go through like a statistics learning process as well as uh, data mining and that sort of thing. So basically my history with statistics is basically what I learned in school as well as what I've been doing here. Uh, but in terms of what Compete actually does, we have uh, PhD level people validating our data. And how long has Compete blog been around? We've actually been around for a year, uh, but we've just been getting a lot of pickup recently. So how do you gather your statistics for your blog? Uh, we gather them from a variety of sources. Uh, we use ISPs, which would be like uh, your internet service providers. So you're, you're looking at like uh, in the U.S., that would be um, Comcast providers like that. Uh, we use uh, ASPs, application service providers. Um, some examples of those, it's basically anything that would sit on your desktop. Um, and we also use an opt-in panel that's our own, as well as uh, data from our toolbar. And we basically normalize all that data and uh, you know, project it to the U.S. population that's online. So is the blog showing a cut-down version of the full statistical data you collect? Well, the blog is really our way of uh, you know, showing people what they get by giving us their clicks. You know, it, it's a v- really v- valuable resource for any business, and um, <clears throat> you know, we like to show consumers how we use that information so they're more comfortable in providing it to us. And the blog really helps to do that, as, as well as our other, other services. So your post Xbox 360 launch 2.0, what are you actually trying to say in your post that the statistics revealed to us? Well, the really interesting thing that we, uh, that we found was on uh, launch, or we called it launch day. On November 23rd, Amazon offered 1,000 Xbox uh, 360s for $100, which is 66% below retail. I was one of the people that tried to purchase that, so... I went on uh, and you know used our data to sort of see what the traffic numbers were that day, 
And what I found on not only Xbox 360's uh, deal page, but on the regular Xbox 360 pages on Amazon and other retailers is that the spike was enormous. So people weren't just looking for the deal, they were looking at the console itself. So we dubbed it Launch 2.0, which is sort of a, it's not an apples to apples comparison because the console launched over a year ago. But basically, Amazon and uh, Microsoft were able to create this huge awareness around the console on that 23rd, which is one of the days in the biggest retail shopping holiday weekend of the year. So in comparison to the Nintendo Wii and the PlayStation 3, how did it compare the spike? Uh, Well, the spike was actually, it was a little bit above the PS3 launch in terms of retail traffic demand. That doesn't include Amazon, which uh, if that was included, it would be, uh, PS3 would have massively uh, trumped that. But in terms of retail demand, we found that uh, on that launch day, the the Xbox, or the, the deal day, the Xbox 360 trumped both the PS3 at launch and the Wii at launch as well. So when you say retail demand, is that people searching for the system or actually purchasing the system? As a proxy for demand, we used uh, people that, that navigated to a specific product page. So if you were looking at, say, the Xbox 360 and you went to bestbuy.com, you would have to go to the page where you can the next button you'd click would be add to cart. So it's a product-specific level. So it's not going to sort of record people refreshing the page just before the zero hour when the $100 would come available? Unfortunately, um, the way that Amazon is set up, the page views weren't that interesting just because basically Amazon's so massive that I couldn't capture the the page views for that particular uh, event. But basically the the way you can see that is through the, uh, the, the huge lag on the site that day. So how accurate would you say your findings are? Would you say they're very reliable? They're definitely reliable in terms of a percentage change basis on the retail demand. You know, we use retail demand as a proxy, so it might not, it's not going to capture people that are, you know, rushing to the stores to buy these things yeah. or um, anything like that. So that's one, one of the factors that might have limited the PS3 and, and Wii uh, launch traffic. But in terms of the actual trends, we think they're fairly reliable. So would you say then, from the analysis, that has the Amazon $100 limited offer spot interest over the internet generally for the Xbox 360, or is it just for people who are after a cheap deal? It's, it's a combination of both. So I looked at, uh, at retail demand across a bunch of different retailers, and obviously Amazon, the deal page was the, the highest number of people looking at the Xbox 360, but even on Amazon's regular Xbox 360 pages, which were not affiliated with the deal, which were still at the $299 and the $399 prices, that was, there was a huge spike that day. And on other retailers, it spiked as well. The numbers for the other retailers spiked about, to a lesser degree, but at a similar level as the uh, Amazon.com. Could the severe lack of units for the PlayStation 3 distort the findings as well? To a degree. One of, the, one of the reasons that uh, we've, we've seen some arguments both to and for that. So people can go to a retailer and get discouraged and then go online to look for something, or it can go the other way around. One thing that, that's sort of a concern for the PS3 right now, though, is that eBay, which is one of the only places you can buy a PS3, has seen a significant decline in the number of searches since launch. In fact, right now it's at about 15% of the uh, PS3 searches that it was at, on launch day. So even, even at where you can buy the PS3, you're seeing a, a drop off in interest. So, of course, I mean, the prices of the PS3 on eBay will be coming down as well. Yeah, actually, you've seen that. I mean, if you look at the, uh, the launch day uh, sales, even if they were bogus uh, winning bids, you know, you're seeing $3,000, $4,000 uh, PS3 winning bid prices on eBay. And if you look at it today, they're around 1000 depending on the system. Would you say this has got to do a lot with internet publicity? And it's all been negative pretty much about the PlayStation 3 and the launch and the troubles they've had, which is similar to what Microsoft suffered at launch as well. Would you say that's had a knock-on effect? Oh, I I definitely say that has a a large effect on it. I mean, if you're buying a a $600 system, you're going to do a lot of research on it. And you're going to find out, unless you're, you know, a diehard fan of PlayStation, that it isn't bringing so much more to the table that, say, the Xbox 360 is. And it's definitely not as, you know, the innovations of the Wii, like the, the new controller they're using. You know, those are definitely more interesting uh, product offerings than the PS3 has right now. Would the conclusion be then that Amazon doing this $100 limited offer, would you say that was a brilliant marketing masterstroke just to take a little bit of edge off the PS3 launch? Um, I would definitely say that was a, that's a huge factor. Uh, we don't, we can't confirm if Xbox, or how much of a hand Xbox, I mean Microsoft had in a particular deal, but 
it definitely spiked a ton of interest. I mean, if you look at you know the blogosphere, Technorati, Dig, everybody was talking about that deal basically the week that PS3 and the Wii were launching. So you take a little bit of the edge off just in launch week, and then on that one day with the spike in traffic to both Amazon and other retailers, you're looking at even more you know, awareness of the console. Like Microsoft was saying, we have a year-old console that has a great line of games, and uh, you know, we're already here and we're available. Like why wait for the PS3 and why wait for the Wii? Yeah, and the Nintendo Wii has a lot more units available than the PS3. How's that been doing? Um, I mean, we've seen a lot of uh, retail demand online compared to the PS3. From what I hear, they're also, uh, you know, you're seeing that in stores as well. I think because people have completely blown off the PS3 as an option because it's so unavailable. In fact, um, just reading a couple things the other day, you know, people have walked in the store looking for a Wii and seen randomly a PS3 being there. Because, just because people don't even know they, they're even in the stores right now. Like, there might be one, but sometimes they'll be, stroke of luck, you can grab a PS3 off the shelf. So I think the uh, you know the supply issue is definitely a part of why people are looking at the Wii and the, the Xbox 360 as opposed to the PS3. Do you own any of the consoles yourself? Uh, I'm looking to get an Xbox 360. I was actually waiting for all three consoles to launch to look into what was uh, what the best offerings were. I'd like to say that I'm not biased towards any of them, but right now the, the Xbox 360 has it seems like the best uh, console for the money. So what personally appeals? to you about the Xbox 360 in particular? Um, basically, the, the game line. Xbox Live is huge. It's a great, probably one of the best uh, offerings in terms of online gaming. I mean, those are the two greatest things about it, I think. But, uh, you know, the graphics seem to be on par with the PS3. Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't have the, you know, the really cool control functionality that the Wii has, but um, in terms of games, it's just, there's nothing that compares to it right now. So do you think that year advantage of launch has been really crucial in how successful the Xbox 360 will be? I think that the early launch probably helped them now. But that first year, you know, we saw sort of stagnant demand throughout the entire year. And then, you know, a spike when it launched and a spike uh, around this time, you know, probably from splash off the PS3 and the Xbox as well as that deal that they, they had. So I think that it's definitely a great... Uh, message now that you know we're around we have a ton of games these other consoles are hard to get and there aren't very many uh, great games for it so I think it was definitely a benefit for them to launch early now but that first year of sales it's sort of hard to say so what sort of games do you think you'd get for the Xbox 360 then well just uh, leveraging their uh, their technology probably first-person shooters you know games that require a lot of like graphic power I've been studying you know sports games as well actually but I'm not a huge gamer, but I'm very interested in the, the culture itself and what's sort of going on with it. So in the next generation battle of consoles, is this something you will be returning to at a later date on your website? We're actually planning on not necessarily making this uh, post a monthly thing, but uh, we're definitely looking into you know, exclusive games as well as uh, just how the consoles are doing, relative, you know, comparing sales to online demand, that sort of thing. So we're definitely pursuing gaming within our blog because it's been great publicity for us. Well, hopefully in the future, then, you'd like to come on at a later date and uh, give us your latest findings. Definitely, definitely. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. Well, thank you for sparing time to explain this, and if you want to find out more information, there will be a link attributed with this podcast. So thank you very much, Max. Thank you. And now onto the Console Monster podcast debate section. Welcome again to our debate section. This time I have with me again editor Barry Rogers. Hello there. And also, new to this edition, is Steve Wazowski. Hello. Who is a writer for 360monster.com. So, Steve, you have the Nintendo Wii. What are your first impressions? Well, I actually like to be um, Zelda Twilight Princess a lot. I have to say that was probably the best part about the Wii launch. When playing the other games, I happened to think that nothing was compared to the original Zelda Twilight Princess. I was playing the game for at least a a majority of the time I was playing with the Wii. I must have played total since I got on Friday. Out of the 15 hours I played all the games, uh, 12 of them was playing sitting down with Zelda. I don't even think I'm one-fifth of the way done. It truly is the best game there, and it's the reason why I got the Wii, and it's the reason why anyone should get the Wii. The controls in the game aren't really touched up the best yet. I actually really want to just play it with the regular controller, the standard one, but it's actually worked great um, without the controls. 
Um, overall, though, if you're looking for a weak control game, you might as well just look uh, no further than Excite Truck. I thought that was the best uh, usage of the weak control so far. So, what did you think to Wii Sports? Uh, uh, it's more of a pick-up-and-play game. Like, it's not really... You're going to be looking forward to go play Wii Sports by yourself. I mean, unless you have someone there with you. It's kind of like Mario Party. Unless you get, It's a game you only want to play with someone else. And you're only going to be playing it for maybe like 10 to 15 minutes. Just a pick-up-and-play game, really. And have you made a Wii Me? No. <laughs> you mean you haven't done a Wii Me Steve Wazowski? No. Ah. So we'll have to wait to the announcement of your... We may maybe with some exciting clothing design. Alright. I'm looking forward to it already. Finished. So where did you get your Nintendo Wii from and did you have to queue? Um, no, uh, Best Buy. They actually got a whole shipment in. They got about 30 in, came in Friday morning, just picked it up. So no queues, just straight in off the shelf? Yeah, it was more of luck. You shouldn't <laughs> expect that. It was just, they had a bunch of, they had 30 ones that weren't on their pre-order list and just picked it up and it came that was also the day they got a Zelda shipment in too because that game as you would expect is sold out worldwide the Wii Remote is it as good as it's been hyped to be by Nintendo? Um, there's still some problems with it like when I was playing Zelda just like you could just flip your wrist and maybe you'll have a full sword motion I mean there's still some problems with it it's not fully developed but it is as good as it was hyped out to be because some games, like I was playing Madden with it, and in my in my mind it was the best Madden ver- version ever in the history of uh, EA Sports. It was just the controls for that game were great with the Wii Remote. You able to throw a pass and click the directional pass to decide which way it's going. So has the graphical performance been adequate enough to keep you interested no. in any of the? No. Okay. No. Explain. Uh, I think the graphics, though, even though. The Wii isn't going towards graphics, as we all know and heard at least a trillion times. It's the graphics need improvement. I just can't be seeing me playing this game for the next five year, playing this quality of graphics for the next five years without any significant upgrade. I played Zelda right after I played Gears of War, so you're gonna see a bit of a huge lapse of graphics, and it's gonna originally might shock you because it really is nothing better than a GameCube port. It just, I think the graphics do need work. I think they they should actually just maybe put a parable to a, maybe an add-on to the Wii so they could just make some more graphic power. I know that's impossible, but I wish that could be. It just, the graphics aren't as good as I'd like them to be. They did that back in the N64 days, didn't they? You had, like, the expansion pack, so I guess they, they could do it with the Wii, but I think Nintendo were, were never really pushing for graphics. It was always gameplay, but now people are actually playing it and thinking, well, actually, you've got to do a bit of everything. So I agree, Zelda is definitely the best-looking game, but looking through, because we've just had our launch in the UK, so I was there for that, and Zelda, best-looking game by far, and then you've got things like um, GT in there, and honestly, I looked at it, and I thought I was playing an N64. It's got that style to it, so graphically, Zelda is still at the top at the moment. Yeah, but think of saying that though too. Uh, it's just not even. It's not even that great, Zelda. It's just aesthetically looking. It's awesome. It's more from an artistic perspective. It's the only way you could uh, get the full quality to realize just how great the game looks. Besides that, though, it's not realistic. It's just very artistic. It's a great-looking game, but compared to others that we've seen for the Xbox 360 and now the PlayStation 3, it's just not the HD era we'll ever be looking for. And that's just, what I think we need a bit. Do you think people that might be getting a little bit too wrapped up in it's Zelda, and so they, as long as it's got the Zelda storyline and people, the graphics to them, they don't really care. But I'm, I'm sure when I got a little bit more into it, yeah, of course, it was Zelda is great, but it was the fact that my eye kept on being drawn to mistakes and errors, like you said, from Gears where it's crystal clear textures, that kind of stuff, and, and to Zelda it's not as crisp. I found myself looking at mistakes and finding them a lot more more so than a lot of 360 stuff, so maybe maybe the initial Zelda fun and a new Zelda game after years of waiting will, maybe it'll wear off a little bit when people actually notice it's not that amazingly good looking as well. 
Well, the only you're not gonna ever prove that to Zelda fans because Zelda diehards are probably the most stubborn, stubborn kind of fans in the history of gaming. The only way to prove that to other people is to just talk to people who aren't really that into Zelda. For example, me, I consider myself one of the Zelda fans. I have seen that Ocarina of Time was the game that make made me want to play more games. Oh, I've been a yeah. Zelda diehard. See, I was, I was nine when I first picked up that game, and I've never played a real video game before it. And so, Zelda, I, that's why I'm a Zelda diehard. Anyways, yes, you're right. The graphics, you, it's not all about them. Like, I can still play some of the Game Boy Zeldas, and I'll be in love with it just because it has everything that Zelda offers. But still, you expect something better than that. I mean, it's probably the best-looking GameCube game ever. It might have beaten out Resident Evil, but that's not saying much anymore after seeing Gears of War. Yeah. I think and, we've jumped um, a bit too much now, haven't we? In graphics, um, everything now is pushing, especially we keep going back to Gears because it is that good-looking. I'm sure in a year's time we're going to be looking at like things like Mass Effect even more, and the Wii is still going to be only a slightly more better looking than some GameCube tiles I, I, in all honesty I'm not sure whether it's going to be able to it's going to have to churn out some really good gameplay games to keep people interested in it well I know they have the Super Mario Brawl coming out and that could be a saviour really. oh, people are still because waiting gonna very be, much for that it's yeah. going to be an online game and if you're thinking online that uh, Super Mario Smash Brothers I'm just thinking about that right now every day because I remember <laughs> that's all always when we played that N64 version was to play with other people now mm. you can play with anyone imagine how popular that game is going to be online it's going to be the Halo it's going to be the Halo 2 yeah. of the Wii Connect I believe yeah as long as uh, Nintendo managed to get a, a really good online service basically akin to what live would be it doesn't have to have all the features it won't be as good as live, live though but just as long <laughs> as it plays it stable and people will have fun with it then it'll be great. Yeah. I assume, Steve, you have a high-definition television, then? Yes, I do. And you've got your Nintendo Wii plugged into that? Yes. And are you using standard cables or the component optional extra ones? I'm using the standard ones. I, uh, I mean, I, uh, the Xbox, when I switched between Xbox 360 and Nintendo Wii, there's just... Even if I played... I used to play Xbox 360 on standard definition, because that's all I had until about a month ago. And even then, it looks at least... I mean, I really am not into the whole HD thing. I'm just into the whole HD graphics and how people... And how great the gra- games look now. And even on standard definition, the Gears of uh, any game on the Xbox 360, besides maybe Bomberman or Sonic, <laughs> are look better than any of the Nintendo Wii games. And I could even say that with some Xbox, with most Xbox games. Now, talking of high definition, Barry has just invested in his own high definition TV. So, come on, Barry, what are your first impressions of high definition with the Xbox 360? Um, definitely a shock. Because uh, I, I, even though my older TV wasn't hideously bad, I've been kind of thinking about HD. I've got a 360; it's pretty much built for high def. So, at some point, I had to get one. So, plugged it all in, nice and big, sat it there. First thing I noticed is the fact that on standard def, I was so used to it. You go into the settings, you put it on to like 1080i or 720p, whatever. It's the fact that everything is so clear, even just on the dashboard, it's it's crystal clear. And I was, it was, I did honestly sit there for about 10 minutes, just like, wow, it's really nice. So in the first game, I thought, right, I've got to play a game. So I was playing Lost Planet, just to give it a go, and... I couldn't believe it. It's just the fact that everything is so clear and detailed. I couldn't believe it. Just sat there again, just looking at just playing with different stuff. Even though played the demo, gone through it several times, HD is like playing it completely different. Same with Gears as well. Put that in. Instantly, you can see the difference between what standard def would be and high def. I'd never really been that fussed, and you know, like uh, Steve was saying, not that hugely fussed about, oh, HD this, HD that, but being able to see it for myself, because I've seen it on other people's TVs and different events, and it's always on, like, nice HDs, until you've got it there in front of you, you do notice it is pretty hot. 
I think we should also mention the point when people talk about high definition TVs, they think, oh, 800 to 1,000 pounds for an LCD of, say, 32-inch size. But you didn't spend anywhere near that much, did you? No, I didn't, no. Um, I've been hunting around for a HD for quite a while now. But it's the difficulty is finding a set that matches your budget and has the features that you really want in it. So I'd look to, like, the Samsungs and things like that, but at, like, the six, £700 mark, I wasn't 100% sure whether I really wanted to outlay that on technically something that would only be used for my 360. So after lots and lots of hunting, I managed to find one, and it was £399. So it was um, quite an odd odd make that um, Woolworths in the UK have been touting for a while, but has become pretty much ridiculous to get hold of. So finally, Kluger was quite a small store, got hold of one. It's got HDMI, VGA Connect, it's got the whole lot on it. So currently I've got my PC through it as well as 360, so... So it's more than one use now. Oh, definitely. Like, a huge, big 32-inch uh, desktop is quite scary. Uh, and very white as well. But it's no, um, at £400, I'm very impressed with the set itself. And just it's one of those things that people have to be aware that they don't have to spend a grand or more on a TV just because of model makes and things like that. Some of the cheaper models now are still really good and fully featured as well. Well, you seem pretty solid on high definition then. I am now, yeah. It's still early days for me. I'm very impressed at the moment. At the moment, it's more about what I do with it, what games I play with it, things like that. So I think that the next purchase for me is, now I've got HD, is probably the HD DVD, which is something you'd probably know a little bit about at the moment. Yes, I got mine on launch in the UK, thank goodness. I had to pre-order it because they are selling like hotcakes. And uh, I've written a review, in fact, on 360monster.com and <laughs> I- I'm in love with it. I've always been really into me DVD movies and Dolby Digital 5.1, DTS around sound and all that sort of thing. And when I heard about HD DVD coming to the Xbox 360, I was extremely excited at the prospect the format itself, there's of course two competing formats which makes the whole issue quite a lot more complicated for the consumer, HD, DVD and of course the Blu-ray from Ooh, Sony. You said the B word, I don't think you can say that on a podcast. Oh, I'm sorry mate, but I have to say it, Blu-ray. <laughs> That's a, it's Blu-ray by Sony, PlayStation 3 and it is really all about the choice issue which sold me to HD, DVD. The Xbox 360 didn't come with it built in, which I think has actually worked out in its benefit because games load a lot quicker because of it. You don't have to look at some of the early reviews of the PlayStation 3 games. Even though the hard drive is on it as standard, even on the cheaper system, they're still having quite a few problems with slow loading times compared to Xbox 360 equivalents. So it's a bit puzzling that. And the, the choice of do I want to play high definition movies or not is a nice one to have. I don't have to pay an extra £130 or whatever for high definition movie playback if I don't want it. King Kong came bundled with it, was absolutely astounding in 720p. I can only imagine what it's like in 1080p and all that extra resolution. Oh. The, uh, the performance, to say the 360 is doing all the work and it's got 4.7 million lines of code to run the HD DVD software is quite astounding it's really smooth playback there is a slight issue of the noise the Xbox 360 makes as we all know the PS3 is very quiet but the 360 if you're sitting on the dashboard and you hear the fans it's not quite as loud as when you're in a game but they're sort of simmering still you can hear them quite well that is the same level when you're in a movie it doesn't bother me too much because I've got 5.1 surround so I just boom up the volume (laughs) and that sort of drowns out any fan noise so that's okay but some people especially in quiet areas of film might find that a bit of a problem but for the price what you get you've got the choice of whether you want it or not it's there to be had if you want it and that is so important so now we've got Nintendo Wii, we've got Xbox 360 we've had for a year, and of course the PlayStation 3 has been released as well around the same time. Has this had an impact on the Xbox 360, or has that extra year really helped Microsoft establish itself and put all the bug horrors at the launch aside? I'm still... At this moment, it's, it's nice, at least the UK's now finally got the Wii out. We're still waiting for the PS3, hopefully March, we'll see, still no 100% dates on that at the moment. In some ways, I do think that Microsoft were, were lucky in the way that they were given 
three Christmases. In reality, last Christmas launched, no issue. This Christmas, yes, the Wii came out, but they've been riding high on like Gears of War and Rainbow Six. So in reality, they have been pretty lucky. My only little bit of annoyance is that they, I think they could have capitalised on the fact that they had Christmases free a lot more than they actually did. A lot more advertising. I, in all honesty, I haven't seen that much advertising on stuff. I've seen the Gears trailer a couple of times. It's great. But if it was me, I would have churned out as much, get it more into people's eyes. Viva Piñata, great um, advertising for that, but needed more of it. So I was expecting Microsoft to really look at the fact we've got a free Christmas and jumping on it, but I didn't see it 100%. Well, um, sorry, um, in North America, the... uh... Marketing of Microsoft has been great, I believe, because they've also done a lot of sponsorships oh, with right. uh, Burger King. I thought that was great marketing. Um, they also uh, NFL games. They have a, I've not seen and Fox is the biggest NFL coverage, and I've uh, every week have seen a Microsoft ad in every commercial span. I think in the past month, which is the biggest time for November football. Football November is huge. It's when they get the highest ratings, and I think they've done great with that in sports because in North America, as you probably know, sports are huge here, and Microsoft has really done as much marketing as they can in sports. I've seen Vivo Pinata commercials, um, which I don't think should be on football, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I've seen Gears of War commercials. I've seen that commercial, which I thought, like you said, was just great. Um, I've seen it at least ten times this month. Not ten times this month, more like ten times the past two weeks, just from football coverage. And I've seen a bunch of other commercials showcasing like the HD DVD and basically overall Xbox 360 commercials saying the next generation is now. And it's been flowing pretty well in North America, to say the least. So it just seems television-wise in the UK, it's not quite, well, from the sound of it, nowhere near the presentation that's received in North America which seems a bit of a shame but I suppose they've got to concentrate on their primary territory haven't that's they? true yeah I'm sure like, <laughs> I like seeing a few adverts to pretty much being like where I am I, I know most games are coming out anyway but I always like to go to the cinema or something like that and see like going to see like a Gears of War advert comes on the cinema oh, I always oh, when you see it on a cinema it's just like beautiful I was like that's the kind of stuff that you, they've got to like fire out there. So sounds like America had a great load of adverts there. I think the UK kind of lucked out a little bit, not as enough as they should have done. Um, but in regards to the impact on the 360, sales of the 360, more than like, well, a lot because of Gears and the amount of people going on to live as well. Was it That's 80% or something like that? I've gone on more on to live because of Gears, basically. And so... The, the PS3, what I've been reading up on, not as a huge impact as most people are expecting, but a launch is pretty much a launch. The Wii, on the other hand, has been received really well in, in the UK as well. From Friday morning launch that we did, we had people in, they were absolutely loving it, but the sales of 360s were still there. People were still buying a lot of those, so I think there's a bit of an impact on the 360, but they have got a good lead at the moment. It's just they've got to capitalise on that lead, and I just hope they do. More games, that's what we need. So what we should probably point out is that Barry actually works for a very popular game distributor, shall we put it, <laughs> without actually naming any company. So you do have a behind-the-checkout idea of how popular things are, roughly, yeah. don't you? We're getting a lot of people that will come in, and the first thing they're asking is things like, oh, um any news on the PS3. So we, we give them the details they're interested in. For one of the first questions is, how much is it going to cost? And we haven't really got anything solid other than American and Japanese launch and also what Sony have tentatively said is the price. And at 400-odd is what they're rumouring at the moment. Most people instantly, it's like, wow. <laughs> That's the first thing they think. Because of the, the industry as well, a lot of it is families as well and that's the first thing is when you're saying to them well it's going to be this plus you've got to buy your games and bits and bobs for a lot of families if they've got young kids trying to get that as an outlay initially is is quite scary and that's why i think so many of the families have gone for the nintendo wii because 
cost a lot cheaper and it's it's got family friendly stuff because you've had loads of them just coming in it's like oh i've got to play rabbits all this kind of stuff as long as they can keep stocking and that's the biggest issue stock if they haven't got enough it doesn't really matter how good the console if people can't buy it you're you haven't got much choice that was a big problem with the 360 last year uh stock that was a huge problem oh, i definitely. remember the first three months we were not only in a span of no games but no consoles to top that off it was just terrible who would have known one year down the road we'd be uh playing gears right now yeah well yeah in in work at the moment we've gone from last year's launch when it was we get consoles in and they'll be straight out now i think microsoft have now figured out for christmas they need to have lots of stock in all honesty 360 wise we've got loads of stock but we are selling loads as well when I walked to the Best Buy a week ago to go pick up my Wii, they had at least 100 360s stacked on top of each other in the middle of the uh, store. Meanwhile, I'm, they only have these little Wii uh, cartridges out, like Wii little fake boxes on display, and same with PS3. It's just, you could go into a 360, pick it up if you want. If some, mm. Say if you had no consoles, you could just go right into a local store, pick up your 360. Um, Wii and PS3, it's a little bit more of a hassle. When you think about it, though, the Xbox only sold, what, 25 million units over its four-year campaign? Yeah. 360 has already sold 10 million. And for yeah. the first year, launch year, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I think it's going to be a much bigger success than the Xbox, which, if you think about it, was more of a flop. It just, all it did was really, it didn't really produce any major profits for Microsoft. All it did was build a fan base and a yeah. name. I think and it pretty much... Those are the two most important things, I yeah. think. I think what they basically showed is that Microsoft's first jump into the console might not have been as successful, but like you said, it made a fan base, and it also made a Halo as well. So all those people love it. That's another thing. When we're talking about marketing, Halo 3 has had some big marketing in the past week. Ever since Mm. that trailer, I've seen it at least five times, just that single little Starry Night trailer. It's Mm. been pretty good. Definitely impressive, yeah. I think I remember, though, when Microsoft first announced they were going to do a console, the developers were, hmm, hey? And people were like, Microsoft? Windows? Oh, dear. What, yeah, why, what are they doing? Put two and two together, and it's like, ah, uh, maybe not. I don't think Xbox was a flop, because it did something that a lot of other consoles didn't even come out. If we remember the Phantom, there was a lot of hype around that, mm. and that was never released. But it Microsoft also... released the Xbox, it beat the GameCube in a lot of ways and we also got Xbox Live which has really I think pushed oh, online as far as the Nintendo where the Sony Playstation 3 is yeah, it's definitely the biggest thing that the original Xbox did was Xbox Live what killed the Xbox in its first couple of months when it first came out was the uh, the worst controller ever invented in the history of gaming <laughs> oh that yeah was the Duke terrible <laughs> it was that just... was a big old pad I remember when I first bought my Xbox, that's when it first came out. I figured, oh, I've always liked Microsoft, like I knew anything back then. I was like 12. Anyways, I pick it up, and I'm playing this thing that's going fit into my tiny little hands. I'm holding it, and I just realized I was playing Halo. It was hard to even play the game. I knew it was great, but it was just hard to play. And I think Microsoft really fixed that up with the S-Pad and then eventually the Xbox 360 controller, which is, I think is the... Uh, with the Wii Remote, I still think it's the best controller out right now on the market. So, um, Blue Dragon blistering start in Japan. And we've also heard fairly recently that a couple of Japanese developers are bringing what was going to be a PS3 game to the 360 as well. So, is Japan finally a territory that the Xbox 360 is coming into its own? No. Yeah, <laughs> just one game, once again, is not going to save the 360. This is November. This is the holiday season. We want four games like Blue Dragon and Gears of War out. I mean, if Blue Dragon's the counterpart as like the uh, Gears of War for Japan, then I want more of this because that's what the 360 needs. They have nothing in Japan. I mean, what was that? There's like a couple of games this year that came out in Japan that were flops that didn't help it. I mean, only 100,000 units in one year. The Wii has sold 600,000 units compared to the 360's 100,000 units in one year. I don't think one game is going to save it. It will help it out a lot, especially because I heard the marketing for Blue Dragon is uh, huge in Japan. but And it's doing pretty good right now, but I don't think it's going to save it. 
So talking about Japan, Barry's been playing Fantasy Star Online. Oh, I'll shortly be writing a review on the game. That made me cry. <laughs> so what are your first impressions, Barry? Um, it's difficult, I must admit. The first thing I thought about is, I'm a huge fan of the Final Fantasy stuff. So one of my biggest ones was Fantasy Star Online. And I kind of just really love it. There's something about that. It was the first game I remember playing on my Dreamcast that kind of signalled, oh, this is this is online gaming for the consoles. Really got into it. So getting the chance to play Fantasy Star Universe was odd. I sat down. The first thing I thought is that it's it's completely different. Everything is different, yet it's I it's the same as the old one. It, I know it sounds really odd, but it, it just got this feel that they changed the combat, the way that things used to work. They've added so many additions to it, but it hasn't really moved on since those days. Like, nowadays, everyone's, like, involved into, like, well, it's World of Warcraft, isn't it? And anything that goes up against that is pretty much going to get a swift kicking. And Universe has come with this different way of doing it, and it's... I, I still love the game. I think it's a great game, but I still can't justify having to pay for a game that originally was free. And that's one of my biggest gripes. Also, graphically not amazing because it's uh, a PC, PS2 port. In some ways, I wished Sega may have, I don't know, kept the combat would have worked if they'd maybe made a 360-only version and really worked at the graphic, you know? If it was stunningly good-looking, then the combat would have been great. We would have had this. It would have been a really interesting game to play. But at the moment, as it stands, it's one of those games you'd like to try out, see what it's like, do the online. It's great fun, very addictive. But you're still going to go back to, to better and bigger games in the end. So talking of Sega, have you played the new Sonic the Hedgehog game? Well, I, ha- I have... It's, um, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To um, put it mildly? They could have done more work on it, definitely. I'm a, I mean, I should it's make this clear, quiet. I am a big Sonic fan. I've had Sonic since the Mega Drive, 1, 2, 3, Knuckles, Sonic CD, <laughs> Mega CD. I've had nearly all of them, surely. I've got them on my DS Lite, Game Boy Advanced. I love Sonic. But Sonic the Hedgehog on the Xbox 360 is... Although there's some nice graphics, some nice effects, it just feels so soulless. <laughs> Sonic's got this weird love affair with the princess in the game. It's, I mean, it's suggested it, there isn't actually anything going yeah, on. Is that all, it's it, all but... humans as well, isn't it? It's like Sonic, humans? Yeah, what? Sonic's got these really long legs now. <laughs> just so it's the same height running. as these people. Nothing else. And it looks really weird, and it's not the Sonic we love and remember. Tails is still irritating with that very high voice. And in fact, I think it's even higher in this game, which is quite a feat in itself. Maybe we should give it a more positive review just because of the technical just of the noise. Yeah, getting the yes. noise higher. But Sonic, it's, it's dreadful. It's the worst Sonic game I've played. I haven't played Shadow the Hedgehog. Because that was, that was given really bad reviews. But this yeah. is terrible. Bring back Sonic Adventure. I'd sooner see a port ah, yes. of that. Good idea. Bring back a Sonic Xbox Live game, like one of the uh, old ones from uh, the NES days, and just use that. NES well, days. I can't. Well, that was just terrible. This previous version that they just released, just awful. So Sega, what are you doing, with Sonic? Please. Terrible camera. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded very much like a quick. It's we've got this be. huge name, and we just fire it out. And they must have put work into it because graphically, it's it's pretty good. But I think Sega are a bit losing their way at the moment. They're too wrapped up in making multi-format and churning out on everybody instead of maybe focusing on making that game. Because at the moment, until the next Sonic decides to turn up, again, we're without a next-gen Sonic again, which could be a couple of years now. Does that really say much? Not hugely, no. (laughs) Because <laughs> I don't think Microsoft needs a Sonic game, to be honest. Bring the originals on Xbox Live Arcade, and I'm sure exactly. that would help yeah. a lot of If people. you stick Sonic 2 on there so we can have the split-screen races sorted, yeah? Maybe just Sonic should just be in our memories of something that was great, cause as soon as they remake it, it just destroys the whole lot. So maybe they should just do that. Start making. Yeah. just go sorted. The camera's terrible. The camera's <laughs> Maybe they should make uh, just 2D Sonics instead. 
Well, Sonic Rush on the DS is a very good game. It's incredibly hard, surprisingly, compared to other titles they've done. But it's it's everything you love about Sonic. 2D just seems to work. And Sonic Adventure is 3D, and that worked very well, in my opinion. So they can do it. It is possible. But yeah, maybe, Sonic maybe Sonic Adventure was more about adventure than actually... Uh, Speeding around, I think the new the Sonic the Hedgehog now on the Xbox is a little bit too much about see how fast we can shift things and just make it so fast that you can't actually react and fly off cliffs and stuff. That's what annoyed me. It's like press this button to jump on here and it died. Sonic the Hedgehog is no speed. Trust me, in the latest one on the 360, in the demo, did you pause it or something? Trust me, mate, you're crawling along slow, slowly because you're scared to death you're going to fall off something because the controls are so tricky. Yeah, let's just stop talking about it. It's making me cry. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> I am just so distraught. Like, right, such a so we move on to something slightly nicer. Yes. Unhappier news. Barry's finally got his hands on Viva Pinata. Boot! <laughs> what do you think, Barry? Because you've been so going on about this game. Oh, um, I think... Initially, people were instantly like, it's a kid's game, I'm not interested in it at all. And for that reason, a lot of people didn't buy it. I started playing it, and it's got that instant kind of... It's a rare thing. I think that they didn't really have it in... Maybe a feel of it in slightly in cameo. Perfect Dark, not at all. The last game I remember they had the rare thing was the Banjo-Kazooie stuff. It had that kind of feel of, this is rare. And this is what they do well. Viva Pinata, as soon as you put it on, the little subtle things, little animations of the, the animals as they go around, the way it works. Yeah, it looks absolutely stunning. But it's got that, it's that unnameable, like, something about Rare. And they've captured it in Viva Pinata. So I get people to play it. They get past the initial tutorial and work out how it works. And they're playing it then. Once they figure out how it works, they're hooked to it. So even adults will find themselves getting into it a little bit more just to see what Rare come up with. And I am very impressed. I just hope they keep supporting it because at the moment they're they're unsure of how they want Xbox Live to work with it. I'm sure it'll be downloadable hats and random pets. I hope it's new piñatas. That's what I do hope. But at the moment they haven't fully announced what they intend to do in the long term with it. Well, I haven't played Viva Piñata yet, but I hate it already, and it's for this one <laughs> fact alone. Whenever so- when, uh, when somebody mentions the name of the game, that bloody theme tune pops into my head. Da, 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 da. That yeah, one. that's the one. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Remind me to email you a copy of that soundtrack. Oh, that's <laughs> advertising psychology. That Still, is, that like that. Planted that theme tune. That, like uh, Blue Dragon, though, it's not enough to save the uh, kids' uh games that have the Xbox 360 needs, it's only one. Like how Blue Dragon's only one Japanese game. Yeah. It's only one children's game and I don't I think, think they needed children... it for the Christmas period though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Definitely good but... for Christmas, yeah. I don't think children are running around I haven't seen this. I don't think I think more people are thinking about Pokemon Crystal than Viva Pinata right now. Yeah. At least children under the age of seven are. And that's who this game was made for. Well, the adults still, are certainly loving it. <laughs> yeah, I know. But still, I can't see a ch- child under the age of eight being able to control the Xbox 360 dashboard and understand it. Which is, I don't. This is why I think that there shouldn't be any children games on the Xbox 360, and they should just announce themselves as a more mature system, rather than trying to keep going back to try and make these children games, which aren't working. It, the console wasn't built for them. That's the only way I can describe it. But you can't get rid of the children games because Barry would be very upset. Yeah, I, I've been exactly. distraught. One of the things I found about Viva Pinata is it's actually got a co-op mode on it. Now, most people have never seen this before. It's an odd system that as soon as their parents see the 360, then they see, like, Gears of War slapped up there and Call of Duty. It's not a kid's console, is it? They see Viva Pinata with the cute animals and it's tempting them. But the co-op mode in it is that you can have two pads at the same time, and if, if the child is playing it and can't figure out what they're doing, the parent with the other pad can actually control the same cursor. So if you say, oh, I don't know how to build this, you can actually show them how to do it. Sounds really weird. I would have preferred a proper co-op thing. But again, it's, it's a Microsoft kind of 
let's make something for the kids while we're actually going to concentrate on making Rainbow Six and Gears and things like that for our main audience. Like Steve said, they need more if they want to branch out more, but the biggest issue now, Nintendo Wii, every game is kid-oriented. Even Red Steel is not... I played it and it was like, hmm, hmm... Uh, kids will probably start playing that, and parents will let them because there's no like limbs flying off or gore everywhere. So I mean, there at the moment, I think difficult. it's all about even kid games. Though. At least there isn't even the equivalent of a Naughty Dog game on Xbox 360. I mean, maybe the Lego Star Wars might be one. Besides that, I just don't see a lot of clean adventure games on the Xbox 360. The biggest adventure game of the year was Oblivion, and I don't think any parent's going to want to see uh, yeah. their son slashing off the arm of a lizard throughout the entire game, which is what Oblivion mm. really is, just killing people and murdering people. I we kind of had game. Cameo at the beginning, didn't we, which was kind Crap. of filled that gap, but... It was bad. That's the problem yeah. about Cameo. It was terrible. I, I would, that was the first point that kind of I was disappointed. I was, at that point, I was trying to justify why I should be playing any rare game when it was a choice between Perfect Dark and Cameo, and it was, oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, Cameo was brilliant. Perfect Dark was a huge disappointment for Perfect Dark fans of the N64. Oh, exactly. N64, going from, like, GoldenEye to Perfect Dark, played them religiously, no issues at all. I was so hyped for it. When it came, I saw the screenshots, looked amazing, played it. I was really disappointed. I couldn't believe that they'd managed to slaughter it so much. Right then, we'll finish off with the Halo 3 trailer. Now, it wasn't gameplay footage, it was purely pre-rendered, but did we get excited about it? Are we any more hyped about Halo 3? No. Have we learned anything more about the game? I actually saw a few things that we could be, hopefully, getting in the new Halo 3. Shield grenades, that would be nice. As you see, Master Chief protects himself with a shield grenade, which would be perfect for Halo 3. And also, like Gears of War did with the roadie run, some jogging or sprinting anyway to move the Chief faster from one place to another, rather than having the same walking speed throughout the entire game, but also be, to be able to run in third person would be nice. I'd just be happy with a cooperative gameplay like we were promised with Halo 2, similar to what we got with pistol. Gears of War. I want that sniper pistol back. From <laughs> There's so many people want that back. I think the old-style assault rifle is supposed to be back, which is good. Yeah, I wasn't terribly fussed with the one in Halo 2. I think... Well, most people, what I want from Halo 3, above all else, like, multiplayer, fine, yeah, Halo 2, off you go. What I uh, really want is epic. I want huge, I want massive battles with the Coven and the Flood. And so I a want bit to see... like Call of Duty 3, but yes, in Halo. that's exactly what I'd love. That whole kind of, the Covenant attacking Earth, explosions going off, this kind of frantic play that multiplayer has, you know, like darting around. That single player has this very much a kind of timed stuff, you know, door opens, monsters come out. Anything so that this game could be the next Halo Combat Evolved is what I want. Anything just so that we have a great competitor to go up against Metal Gear Solid 4, or Microsoft has a great competitor to go up against Metal Gear Solid 4 is what I want. Okay, well thank you everybody for listening to our latest debate. Thanks to Barry and Steve, and we'll hopefully see you next time.